Hello and welcome to Ditch Fin Vox, Voices in Digital Finance. I'm your host, James DiBiazio. If you enjoy the program, give us a like and subscribe. Let YouTube's algorithm know. My guest today is Alex Manson of SC Ventures, based in Singapore. He runs an interesting group that is a different take on corporate venture and startup incubation across different areas of fintech, from digital assets to supporting SMEs. I spoke with Alex about building out all of these different fintech propositions, the business models around them, and the biggest question, will this actually transform the incumbent bank? Alex Manson, welcome to DigFinVox. Thank you. Thank you. Pleasure to have you. Uh, you're um, helping run SC Ventures. This has been going on for about four and a half years. It's not exactly corporate venture capital. It's got some elements of that, but you're also more fostering your internal entrepreneurs and helping them spin out fintechs um, out of the bank and you're backing them. So kind of experimental. What have you learned in that four and a half years? You know, perhaps the first thing we've learned is that if we were to be a, a, a quote unquote normal one, meaning other one of run a lab or run a fund that invests in fintech, um, these efforts would probably fail. And uh, and there's a lot of reasons why that might be the case. And we could, you know, even write op-eds and PhDs on it. But the, the, the point being, the point being facts speak for themselves, right? Very few, some of the best labs in corporate history actually didn't manage to change the corporates that were their sponsors. And uh, and, and we see plenty of uh, large corporates, including but not limited to banks, um, that have been investing for quite some time. And, 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 and again, that generated perhaps attractive returns, but not a corporate, let alone an industry transformation. So, 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 so that is perhaps the, the first learning is, is, is that we had to, to, to do something different. And, uh, and, and the something different is, uh, is, uh, is the bet we're making essentially is that the, 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 the combination of working inside the bank, corporate for us is the bank and outside in the same time gives us a better shot at, uh, at achieving transformation. So inside the bank, we run a lab, we have the entrepreneur, uh, entrepreneur, uh, as you said, in, in running, you know, as part of a, an entrepreneur program, we have a fintech bridge platform where we engage with fintech with real use cases and, uh, and you know, number of uh, uh, members. In fact, twenty five hundred members are are, are 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 offering ideas and solutions for 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 you know company use cases that we put on the on the, on, the, on the portal, etc. All this is 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 what I characterize as a, an innovation map, and then outside. Is, is where we build ventures um, that are independent companies, essentially. And we, we, we typically start them from, from scratch, not always. Typically, we, we, we back them initially, although at times we start them as joint ventures. We'll bring in uh, third-party investors sooner rather than later to help us scale, help you know, validate the, the, the commercial proposition and, and, and all that. And at this point, we've built some, some 30 ventures that are, that are at different stages in the, in, in, 
in the cycle. And it is that combination of working inside and outside the corporate that we think gives us a lot of transformation power. And yes, of course, we also deploy capital. And you know, as part of building ventures, we deploy capital, but we also invest in the partners we work with be it in the context of the bank or in the context of one of the ventures that we're building. Do you have so, enough history but, now to say that, yes, this is moving the needle in terms of transformation of Standard Chartered Bank itself? Yes and no. Um, so, so, so yes, in the sense that we have, um, uh, without a doubt, changed a number of things within the bank. So, so the, the, the bank strategy looks a little different, um, not massively different, but it looks a little different today than it was some time ago, you know, very much partly on the back of, of some of the ventures and ideas which we've launched. And, um, and, uh, and, and so that, that, that is a great thing. And so, so for example, you know, mass retail via partnerships using banking as a service um, is, is, is not something that the bank was doing. Uh, not so long ago, you know, our bank, including most other banks, you know, would have been looking at cryptocurrencies with a very distant look and, you know, monitoring development. And and and, and we ended up building a, an institutional grade, you know, you know not, not only compliant, but bank grade uh, platform for custody and, 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 and cooperation exchange, et cetera, et cetera. So a number of things have, have, have moved the bank along. I also think that one entrepreneur at a time, um, the, the, the skill building, the talent identification that that, that we do is, is is genuinely changing the bank and 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 without I mean culture and mindset and and skills building is a very important concept. At the same time, I think the jury's out, right? So you know, when I say entrepreneur at a time, it's a, it's, a, it's it's a lot of people to to ultimately reach. And uh, and and while I think that the engagement has been absolutely fantastic in a number of pockets of of, of activity, it is definitely too early to 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 say that we've. You know, being able to to really affect the, the culture and mindset of the of the overall of the overall bank, and also I think that a lot of the ventures we're building, while they you know we we all have a high level of conviction in them, um, uh, it's just too early. They're, they're early stage ventures; they're nascent, and um, and it should be expected that some of them will fail. Ideally, some of them will do great, but it's too early to tell. So, so I think the jury's out in in so many ways still. Yeah. Um. So. Okay. Was, yeah. Before we talk about some of the ventures, I'd be interested. The classic problem that a lot of fintechs have when they deal with large financial institutions is it just takes so long to get onboarded, right? And, you know, they run out of cash before a, a very large bank mm -hmm. might take them on, or they do a POC and they don't get paid or they don't get paid well, and then it sort of falls apart and they're in trouble. So, we, you know, we, this is standard stuff. Um, yeah. Do you have a different relationship with with companies that get spun out of your program? I mean, do they have sort of an inbuilt advantage in dealing with the bank or do they find themselves in the same queue as perhaps a complete third party uh, fintechs that you might be working with uh, in addition? Yeah. So first, for, first focusing on, on, on your, on your contextual point, which is uh, it's, it's, it's normal for fintechs to, to suffer quite a bit when dealing with large organizations, it takes a long time to get onboarded. And and at times we've you know we made the perhaps surprising statement that what it takes to engage with third parties fintechs, I'm not even talking about our own ventures, what it takes is empathy. And empathy doesn't necessarily mean being nice, although I'd like to think we're nice people too, but but empathy means understanding what situation that startup is in and um, and and having some appreciation for the fact that it's trapped for cash. And uh, and depending on the stage that they're at, 
it may not be a good idea for them to to to, to get in business with you, the large organization. So at times we'll tell companies that are a little too immature, you know, come back and see us when you have the ability to deal with our onboarding process. Or assuming we were to onboard you and do a POC, frankly, there's no point doing this if you're not going to scale across different markets. And so okay, sometimes the time the time isn't right. And sometimes we can see, you know, look, the budget isn't there, or there is a champion, but that person is the wrong person. Or is there an element of just managing expectations and appreciating that that what what is just a small option for a large corporate is uh, sometimes a matter of life and death for for a small startup. And so the tough feedback, which is not so nice, is uh, is uh, is is at times more helpful. Um, the, the as it relates to our own ventures, I, you know, I'd like to think they're in a in a better position than than obviously anyone because we know them by definition. They are on board. We know them. In fact, technically, by the way, we we have yet to onboard them sometimes. But but it's, certainly the degree of familiarity is very different. Having said this. We absolutely insist on them getting their own clients because we want them to go and get their own commercial validation and then over time their own investors so they get their own financial validation. So they're not pet projects of the bank, but they're real companies. And so as such, we'll expect them to get onboarded by other people, go get their own clients, be it in the retail space or in the corporate space, and validate themselves, at which point, of course, the bank is in a position to help and scale in a way that any startup couldn't necessarily do it. Yes. But that's later down the line. Right? Do you structure any of these deals like a classic venture capital fund where you've got, you know, say a, um, a period of investment into a company yeah. and, then a, and, and then an exit path out of that? In a structured yeah, so, way. So, 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 so two questions. One, one, one is the question of the legal structure. The other one is what's the exit. And mm -hmm. uh, and so, so, question one is is we are set up as a fund as it relates to investments in third party fintechs. Mm -hmm. We are not as of yet set up as a fund as it relates to the ventures we're incubating. Rather, it's a whole co that holds the stakes that we have in in the various ventures that we are that we're working with. Right. Um, you know, for, frankly, you could think of, of of the two options as, as as somewhat equivalent. It's just you know the way we set it up initially. Um, as it relates to exit, though, um, it's uh, it's uh, in, in, in this, the public statements we've made, including to the shareholders of uh, of, of, of Standard Charter that backs us. Um, the 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 we very much think of this in commercial terms. In other words, should we not be the rightful owners of a venture, then we better sell it. At some mm -hmm. point, and 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 create value for 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 the investments. And what and so, is rightful so owner? Mean? It, Alex, it, sorry, it, just what what does rightful owner mean in that context? So so so, so I, I, I you know I'll, I'll tell you how we think of it at inception. Um, but but uh, but over time, and and and, and just to, to, to complete my point, I I I would say we'd much rather own perhaps a small stake, perhaps less than 20% of a great venture that is very successful and growing very fast than 100% of a venture that isn't growing and isn't doing so great. And so, so, so there's a point down the line where these conversations might happen. At inception, and back to your question, what do you mean being a rightful owner? Um, you know, I, I, I'd like to think that the, 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 with the right backers for the ventures we, 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 uh, we own because we, we have a, a competitive advantage that any CVC or any VC for that matter doesn't have. Um, two, two, two points. One is we understand Asia, Africa, and the Middle East pretty well as an organization. We have that DNA, and so this is helpful. That's you know, so we're not building a digital bank in the US, for example, just because right. we don't really have the right to win there. 
and um, and uh, and two, and I think this is very important. Um, we understand what it takes to operate in a hyper-regulated environment, and there's a cost to operating in a hyper-regulated environment, even even if you only act by a regulated financial institution that has certain implications in terms of cybersecurity, data security, compliance, etc. And that cost has to be outweighed by the differentiation um, that we derive from operating in a hyper-regulated environment. Yeah. And and where that and where that benefit is greater, we're probably the right backers because we know because we know what we're doing versus tech companies that may not know what they don't know, right? In the in the in the in the yeah. regulated space, um, and 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 if that cost of operating is not outweighed by real differentiation, then probably without the right backers, it should let some other venture capital firm do it. Do do any of your um of your ventures, your your fintechs, do they at least in the short run? Do they suffer competitively because so many fintechs seem built around essentially regulatory arbitrage? A lot of fintechs are more business model innovations rather than actual mm -hmm. hard tech. So uh, to that extent, if you're bringing in, uh, you know, the the standard chartered quality of compliance and, and so on, um, do you end up sort of risk uh, hobbling some of these ventures early with, uh, yeah. with an overhead? The, the, definitely a risk, and uh, and so so, so for a start, we we don't play in regulatory arbitrage. You know, right. even if that were to cross my mind, which which it didn't, because I don't think that's very sustainable, anyways. But it's there's a lot of you know, it, it's not an option, but it's available to us, and so 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 it means it eliminates from the scope a number of areas that would be that could be characterized as such, where, where we're just not going to play we're not right. going to get involved and so 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 as you know as such the the, the space is 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 defined right but perhaps in a, in a narrow way um i think there is a cost of um of um of of being backed by us which you know as, as i alluded to it means essentially no shortcut in compliance no shortcut in financial crime compliance for example a couple of other things there's uh there's technology resilience cyber security and other requirements that are expected from us but in and, and yes we'll 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 tend to do a little more work up front with some of the startups than they might have done if they were located in the proverbial garage and uh and and having to make up these things as they go the conviction we have is that these are things that people have to get to anyways at some point in their existence and uh, and so we we've advanced them a little bit and and I, the, we also have SC Ventures as a platform to some extent holding people's hands and helping them navigate what the requirements are in the first place and helping them comply with them, which is which is obviously how we mitigate the the, the upfront cost. And 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 that 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 cost is perhaps one of timing, right? So to just 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 initially the startup might be a little right, less fast. At the right time. Business model. Exactly, exactly. And 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 again, that better be outweighed by real differentiation, the ability to say, you know, I'm operating at institutional grade, therefore it's completely different from, you know, the offering of fintechs that is in the market, be it, you know, custody for cryptocurrencies, which, you know, I really think so, yeah, custody is the one bank grade institutional grade proposition in the market, notwithstanding what other people are saying um, about themselves. So, so saying you're compliant on a website doesn't mean, doesn't mean 
much really. It doesn't right. it doesn't equate to to institutional governance, and 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 the same applies when you know when we incubate autumn and people link up their bank accounts, they want to know that you know autumn by C Ventures and Franklin Templeton is is a safe place to link up a bank account and upload some financial information because yeah. we, otherwise we wouldn't be that differentiating from from a lot of other platforms. You've got on your uh, you've organized your ventures in, along a, a number of themes. You've already referenced digital assets, uh, financial inclusion, serving uh, small enterprises, uh, virtual banking, and so on. Um, what, what is there a a logic that ties these themes together as you've organized them? Yeah, the the. the... SC Ventures was was set up with a purpose to reward the DNA in banking, which is you know it sounds like a mission statement and uh, like there are many, but we really meant it. And the, the, there's a in my mind, it's a purpose driven mission statement, meaning we really wanted to to reconcile financial services, banks in particular, with society. And and fulfill societal expectations of financial services better than 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 the industry has in you know in the years following the financial crisis, um, and uh, and and so 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 the, it has everything to do with serving clients in a different way, serving them the way they want to be served, being future ready, and um, and and uh, and um, you know do, do, doing things that that people expect banks to do but aren't. What that banks aren't necessarily doing. So all these themes, be it sustainability and financial inclusion, be it world trade, SMEs, supply chains, be it serving the online economy, be it being digital assets ready because we think the asset class is here to stay, um, integrating lifestyle and, and banking, generally speaking, as opposed to having you know banking for its own sake. All those are themes where, where we think clients, consumers, corporates, generally speaking, society is expecting us to do a better job as an industry. And um, and 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 will we see an opportunity for us to to to, to, to really build great businesses doing Are just there, that. Yeah. Also there's some areas that you're not in, um, brokerage, mm -hmm. capital markets, um, a few areas like that. Could maybe talk about what you you think you should not be doing uh, with with SC Ventures. So the, the you know by the way I wouldn't necessarily exclude capital markets per se we've we've invested in capital markets infrastructure startups for example where where uh, you know that, that are part of our portfolio and and, and where the, the use case is within the bank in, in financial markets so for a start you know one of the things we shouldn't be doing is uh, is trying to reinvent a proposition that already exists in the market if there is a great proposition in the market that we can use integrate within the bank and serve our customers this way this is you know let's just do it it's a, it's a, it's it's the right thing to do and um, and that's part of what we do at SC Ventures, but that doesn't imply building a venture to to, right. to do it. Um, you know, number two, I touched on it earlier. If 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 we're not differentiated as a result of the governance and uh, and uh, and you know bank greatness that we bring to the table, then we should let other VCs do it. They're they're very well equipped, and we're we're not necessarily trying to to, to compete against them in in uh, in. in, in Every space, and then the, 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 this is just an element of common sense as well, which is uh, which is you know do you know do 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 I love you know health tech or ed tech or agri tech or you know other other areas you know I think they're really important to solve real problems that are worth solving, but do we have a competitive differentiation? Do we have the right to win in that space? Is you know are we likely to be higher performing right. investors? Then, then others well not really because this is not the DNA of of uh, of, uh, of us as a group and so we try and, and stick to things that that that, that are adjacent 
to the business of financial services. And sometimes that adjacency can be a bit of a stretch, frankly, um, because we think of it quite broadly or, 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 or creatively. But but there has to be there has to be a rationale as to why we understand the space and think we can do a better job than others. With digital, I guess it's so yeah. easy to to think a platform you can just yeah. you know bleed into other areas. Ah. And I guess part of your d- discipline is when to when to go for it and when to hold back. Exactly, and by the way, today's technology also implies so we have platforms, we have APIs. We have the ability to plug things into each other. And um, and there's a number of circumstances where, where we may well have a platform, but frankly, someone else should should build the app right. and, and plug into it. And uh, and uh, or the other way around. We have a great banking app and someone else's platform is the right platform to plug it into. Yeah. And so, so so an element of understanding where we play and and uh, and, yeah. uh, and being being disciplined about it. Yeah. Alex, I'd like to ask you a little bit about the, yeah. the digital banking aspect of SE Ventures. Mm-hmm. So you've got all these themes, the apps you've, you've talked about a little bit, but you've also got two um, licensed banks, one in Hong mm-hmm. Kong, which is a virtual bank, Mox, w- with some third-party partners. Uh, and then um, in Singapore, you're still, I, I don't know if you've launched it yet, but Trust Bank with NTUC, which is under Standard Charter's own license, uh, if I understand that mm-hmm. correctly. What's been the difference between these two experiences, particularly one that's sort of really a, you're just a shareholder, albeit an important one, uh, as opposed to one that's sort of using the bank's own license? Uh, can you give us some color in the differences between Mox and Trust and and the way that you've approached these two businesses? Not very much, actually, and and, and I would, in, in some ways, downplay the the, the difference between the, between the two licensing regimes in the sense that they, they they didn't really affect the way we think about it as a business and and uh, and and the way we think about digital banking generally speaking, which is about having a lifestyle proposition and 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 uh, and integrating banking and in fact digital banking into people's lifestyles as seamlessly as possible as opposed to to having them sort of uh, pursue parallel tracks so so that is a common point in both cases we're 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 you know we're all, you know building a digital bank which has launched in Hong Kong it hasn't launched in Singapore by the way just confirming stay tuned it will happen soon this year um, but uh, but uh, but we're building a digital bank and we want to do this with partners and, and they're different in Hong Kong versus Singapore but in both cases they're 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 great partners that understand the local economy have have um, have a, and I have a very thorough understanding of consumers behaviors and needs and uh, and, and, and and a great outreach so so Hong Kong telecom is driven because of Hong Kong as well as or and you see in the case of uh, in the case of Singapore um, the, the, so, so, so they're, they're all the commonalities rather than, than, than differences. Then there's an element of tech stock. Tech stock is, you know, can be, can be often replicated, you know, sometimes, sometimes a little less than, uh, than engineers would like to think or, or have assumed initially, but generally speaking, there's, uh, there's some commonalities across, uh, across both banks. And so some of the learnings in the first experience, um, can apply to the second one. What is fundamentally different, however, is uh, is is the market where they operate, and this is uh, this is a bit of a health warning for anyone with a digital bank in one market, thinking, "Oh, great, I can roll it out in twenty five other markets next." The, the, the technology is just really one part, right? Even the method is is really one part. The 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 the, the, the one thing that is going to be both different every time and critical to success is is finding the right product market fit. 
meaning meaning understanding a value, you know, coming up with a value proposition that is genuinely relevant in the market where you operate. And it turns out it's different in Hong Kong versus Singapore and will be different, no doubt, in any other market we, we tackle over time. Mm. And this is, I think, you know, a, a, a temptation that a large corporate has, which is to sort of standardize everything. I have the same app and I want it in, in 55 different markets. And, and, and the reality is, is if you want to approach banking as part of people's lifestyles, then it's going to be different from, from one place to another. And, and that's mm. perhaps the main thing to bear, to bear in mind. Uh, it, it, given that we're in uh, Asia, uh, why did you decide to pursue virtual banks in the developed city states of Hong Kong and Singapore, as opposed to trying to do something in uh, one of the, you know, the large population, big financial inclusion plays? Oh, so, so first, they're not mutually exclusive. Um, the, 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 there is a second, there's, there's an element of, uh, of uh, you know, it's, it's a start somewhere. Uh, in, in fact, um, the, the, the digital bank in Hong Kong precedes SC Ventures very much so from an origination perspective because it was in part triggered by the HKMA opening up the licensing regime and, and awarding new licenses. And we decided that we really wanted to go for that. Um, so, so that was at the time. And, 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 uh, and, uh, and, and so, so the, the, the idea was born then. Um, so it's also an element of, you know, it's just the way it happened. Um, more strategically, I would say, I would say, you know, differentiate between being a digital bank in 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 a market where where we we're brand already. There's an element of 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 of, of scale that we know we can achieve, and um, and uh, and so we really have a business being being owning and operating a digital bank. Versus other markets where where we may not be at scale, our brand may not have the same recognition. You know, be it the, you know the, be it the, the, the new brand buys SC Ventures or buys Standard Chartered or, or Standard Chartered itself, right? Um, but 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 generally speaking, where where scale and our ability to get to scale isn't the same. And in such markets, we may well want to go via partnerships, meaning meaning find partners and plug banking into into their platforms as a way to, to to get to scale which is the banking as a service model that, that that i've alluded to which is called nexus for the bank and which we're about to launch with uh, Bukalapak in indonesia for example so 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 depending on depending on the nature of the market and our position in such market we we, we may well play it a little different but yeah. still bearing in mind that none of it is mutually exclusive and those things evolve over time right because there, there's this i guess the strange thing about uh having these different things is that a virtual bank or digital bank is uh you know difficult to scale because it's it's conf it's confined mm -hmm. to the license is confined to that one jurisdiction mm -hmm. um whereas a fintech or a, a banking as a service platform that can go anywhere really can't it i mean some of your you, you know yeah. at least within bounds i mean I think isn't isn't solve your your SME proposition in India. I think they're looking to go to other markets now, and you know some of these are being able to jump jurisdictions uh, relatively quickly compared to what a, a bank was. So I'm just curious about how you sort of um, you've got you know on the one hand you've got this sort of sure. high capital one jurisdiction kind of a heavyweight proposition, and then you've got a number of I guess is a, a range um, you know a spectrum, but essentially yeah. you know, tech companies that can kind of come and go uh, more more quickly 
Yeah, it's, 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 it's a great question and an and invitation to reflect on the new economy, really, and, and, and banking in conjunction with the new economy, the world of platforms and all that. So so for a start, if you're going to operate a bank, whether it's a platform, if, if you do banking, you're very likely to be regulated as banking. In, in, in fact, if you're not, it, you know, it's unlikely to stay that way for very long. And so, 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 so the point of regulation doesn't doesn't go away, and that's probably you know, it's probably right. Um, so, 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 so whether it's a digital bank or banking as a service, when there is a banking service, someone is regulated providing that providing that service. The difference being, you know, I, I operate the whole channel, um, meaning you know the, the, the service, the, the the product, the channel in the context of digital bank or banking as a service. When indeed you're very right. The tech stack associated with plugging a bank into a platform, that's not a regulated activity per se. But then again, not a whole lot of banking as a service businesses have the benefit of a regulated financial institution backing them that can plug itself into the platform. So for example, the tech stack we have developed for that purpose can plug Standard Chartered into Bukana Pack, but over time, it can also plug any other bank into any other platform. And that other bank would be regulated too, but the technology company that enables to do this can indeed, you know, be replicated. Uh, move, move around markets, and the proposition can be replicated around the uh, around the world. Right. Um, the e-commerce platform you're you, you, you're referring to in India is actually not a bank; it's a platform. That's right. a that's a place for SMEs to do commerce together. So that's actually not a regulated activity per, per se. Um, happens to be owned by regulated banks, so we're still bank grade, we're still institutional grade, we still have to onboard customers in a bit of a different way. But it's 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 an e-commerce platform, and then we can plug in business services, including, but by the way, not limited to financial services. And when it is financial services, it will include Standard Chartered as a bank, but certainly not to the exclusion of others. In fact, there's another four or five NBFCs in India, sort of plugging in to solve as a platform and there's another number of banks plugging into into the same platform the the, the former provide uh, bnpl services the latter provide supply chain financing services and so these activities are regulated the platform itself is, is right. the recipient of these uh, of these apps yeah right? so, so 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 again a different model and, and, you, and by the way you could write the, the value proposition for solve we, we tested launch in india we just launched it in kenya recently we're about to announce uh, you know a couple of other partnerships in southeast asia it's it's that that model can be replicated with nuances that you know as a function of the market, but it can be replicated across different markets. Will any of these seek external financing? I mean, will you be at a point where you can do evaluation and say these are unicorns? Yes, yes pretty much all of them will at some point. Um, pretty much all of them will. I, I I mentioned this earlier. We invite third party investors sooner rather than later. There's a number of reasons to do this. One of them is help us scale. The other one is. Uh, the other one is 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 participating in the in the commercial validation of the product, but very importantly, also the financial validation. In other words, when we say this is worth X, um, the, 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 there has to be a, a market data point that agrees with this or not, and uh, and uh, and so 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 getting that uh, that the valuation is important. There's also an element of ensuring you know they're real companies with real governance, right? And 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 you know as much as we build them that way, as as soon as third party investors are 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 in the cap table, the the the, the, the the, the, the company has to have a, a, a governance at board level, which is which is which is a bit of proper corporate governance, and and in fact, you know, a little different in sometimes very different from uh, from internal corporate governance that we might have for a project in the bank, and that's a good discipline to have as well. So so for all these reasons, we, we raise funds for our ventures, and we'll continue to do that. 
Alex, um, I appreciate you coming on to Digifin Vox to speak with me today. What will be the, the yeah. big task for you? We've got about five or six months left in the calendar year. Um, what will we be hearing from you uh, come the end of the year? So stay tuned for more ventures seeing the light of the day. We have a number of projects that we've been uh, that we've been working on for some time that are testing on the back of the ones that we've announced publicly and uh, and weren't quite ready for for public consumption. So this will uh, these this will happen. This will come out. Um, we will very likely uh, be in touch with institutional investors and others for 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 fundraising for some of the existing ventures. Um, so, 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 the, and, and it's obviously an important milestone for any of these companies and, and for us as well as, as a matter of validation. So, 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 so that will be relevant. And I think we'll, we'll also, and this is perhaps a more internally focused uh, um, uh, question, but, but we'll, we'll want to think about how we articulate this value creation proposition, this value creation story to, to our own shareholders. And uh, and and have the world, you know, un un understand how how Standard Chartered is going about this very differently with C ventures versus most banks, and, and and what sort of optionality we've created. So, I think this is another task of you know, you know, I call it taking the bank with us and uh, and and and, uh, and all its share and stakeholders, um, which is a, which is an important part of uh, of what we need to do as well as we continue to grow. Great. So so all these things, busy busy second half. It's, okay. Um, well, busy is good. Um, and. Uh, I appreciate yeah. you making some time to speak with me and thank you and, and thank uh, you yep yeah, great to have you on ditch and box likewise thank you james take care